Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hi. Our goal in this podcast series is to give you some thoughts about how you can get the most out of the uh, GTD or getting things done methodology uh, on your road to helping you to get more of the right things done uh, as efficiently and as effectively as you can do, uh, but at the same time in ways that reduce your stress levels uh, reduce your distractions and help you to shut off from work when you want to shut off from work. That's sort of GTD in a nutshell. And, and, and our goal is to help you through our experience personally as GTD practitioners, as certified trainers and coaches, and also based on uh, some of the experience that we've had with clients to help you to, uh, to get the most out of, of GTD. And Robert, when we were, we were sort of uh, talking about what we're going to talk about, uh, what we thought would be an interesting topic, it, 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 it's astounding because we, we did check and we haven't really talked about this in quite a long time, is, um, is doing a bit of a deep dive into the, into the horizons of focus model. Um, so, so would you mind just giving us a little bit of a high level overview, maybe for those folks who aren't all that familiar with the model or uh, the, the, the words might ring a vague bell, but it doesn't bring, you know, nothing, nothing vivid springs to mind, maybe bring people up to speed on what the model is and, and what its function is. Yeah, sure. So um, our favorite horizon. So the horizon idea, the idea with a horizon really um, is that, uh, you know, as you look out on the horizon, the, the sort of further away something is, the, the less sort of in focus it is. You know, but as you look, cast your eye further out, you can kind of see a lot. You can see the context or the, the big picture. Whereas up close, you know, the, the immediate um, uh, things that you're looking at, let's say your, your, your up close near vision, uh, can be quite detailed, quite crisp, uh, but doesn't necessarily involve the whole kind of big context. So the grain of sand versus, you know, the, the far off um, waves in the distance if you're looking out from a beach. That's kind of the idea and, and that metaphor uh, really serves to give you an understanding of what we say when we say um, you know having a sense of perspective. Perspective is the bigger picture um, as well as how it all joins up right you can see from the farthest horizon to the nearest sort of grain of sand uh, and, and everything in between. And that's when people say, all right, I feel like I got the big picture, I got the perspective, I have the direction, I know how this all links up and that I'm sort of headed in the right direction, as it were. So when people say, I, I feel like I need more perspective on the bigger picture of what's going on and how it all joins up, what we recommend is that you work on the horizons of focus or work within that framework and by work on it, what I mean is two things. One, externalizing it, because what we recognize is the horizons of focus exist, right? They're, they, they already are running and operating in your world. Values exist, different areas of focus of your life exist, and you're already participating in those. But externalizing those in a way that you can then, the, the second thing, reflect on them appropriately, um, is what gives people a, a sense of perspective. So that you're engaged consciously rather than unconsciously with how all the pieces in the different horizons fit together. So um, the horizons, the reason we distinguish and break this stuff up is there are some unique characteristics to each horizon and there's also a degree of frequency with which you might want to review each horizon. And generally the rule is the further out the horizon, the higher up the horizon, uh, the less frequently you'll need to review that. So the first horizon, 
our favorite horizon is Next Actions. That's why we, why we named the company what we did. And it's, it's the part that a lot of people find kind of revolutionary because it's that very next step and that's that thinking about what's the very next small, single-sitting, one-off action I'd be doing to move something forward. The next horizon up from that, what we call projects, you can also just think of as multi-step outcomes or multi-step desired outcomes. And it's the end point, right? It's the finish line. It's the done state that the next actions are going to be incrementally driving you, driving you toward. So those two get ticked off as done at some point. Um, but the next level up from that, what we call areas of focus, areas of responsibility, um, are ongoing. Right. So, so those are ones that, unless your life circumstances change in a big way, uh, you're always going to have some of those. And health is one that every human being with a body has, right? You know, as an area of focus. It may all be on track, but once it becomes off track, you realize, okay, that's an area that I need to give some attention to. And so areas of focus generate projects and actions when you want to change what's going on in that area. The next levels up from that, uh, what we call goals and what we call uh, vision, um, are again, a lot like projects, things that get ticked off as, as, as done at some point, things you said you wanted to do. It's just the timeline is further out. With projects, we say within about the next year or so. Uh, with goals, two to three years, vision, three to five years out. And the reason, just the reason we distinguish that is really practical because your next action list you want to look at every day, your project list you want to look at it once a week. Uh, but goals, you know, stuff that's two to three years out, you may want to look at quarterly or even annually. The vision stuff, three to five years, is probably a once-a-year visioning exercise. So again, it's just that that practicality of what do you want in the more continual focus in a weekly review, like your projects, and what do you want to review as more of a, let's say, an annual planning exercise or something like that. And then that top level one is, again, something that exists. They all kind of exist to some degree already. Um, but that people may or may not have, have uh, necessarily made conscious a lot, and that is your sense of purpose and values, right? So the purpose is the, is the big why. You know, either why does your job role exist or what gives you a sense of purpose about, about your life. Um, and then the values are the things you don't want to, to go against or transgress as you're going about fulfilling that purpose. Um, I, I found certain values for myself when I came to a different culture, right? <laughs> you know, and this, and this value of just brutal honesty and being blunt and frank uh, didn't go over quite as well in the British culture, for example. So you find out that values are to some degree relative uh, when you butt up against someone else with, with slightly different values. But that, that's at least my flavor version of the, the model in a nutshell. And again, the reason we have these six horizons is yes, there's, there's different traits to each, but also there's a different degree of frequency with which you want to be reviewing it. Um, and also getting clear at each level or each stage gives you a different kind of perspective. Is that, that broadly what you would, what did I, what did I miss out there, Todd? What did I, what <laughs> no, did I leave I out? How would you describe it? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you missed anything, but I, I think as you've been talking about it, it brings to mind a number of things, um, which I think are are will, will probably be interesting and enlightening for folks. The fact that you mentioned that this is not an artificial framework, right? In other words, uh, D David Allen quite famously has said many, many times. He said he didn't invent GTD; he discovered it. 
And so the horizons of focus, just like the, the workflow model that we talk about, the natural planning model that we talk about, you know, these various frameworks that guide our thinking in getting things done. Um, the, the horizons of focus model isn't reflective of something that, that you know, we've sort of built. It's, it's doing something, it, it, sorry, it's making explicit something, which is, um, you know, which is in some ways happening anyway. And as you say, just like so much that we do in GTD, getting uh, externalizing, uh, uh, externalizing the thinking about those things, and then reviewing that, can bring. Um, well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say when it comes to the horizons of focus, I think out there there is a huge, huge need for this. If people are interested in making sure that they're not just driven by. Uh, as we say in GTD, the latest and the loudest, right? They're not just driven by the, the social media posts that are showing up or the, the Microsoft Teams posts that are showing up or the emails that are arriving or, you know, whatever, that they're getting, um, they're getting a bit of balance in their lives so that the things which are less, you know, less um, urgent, less sort of in your face, but are equally as important, are getting their fair share of attention so that you're making progress to those things that are um, toward those things that are a bit further out there. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes in my, in my seminars, I'll ask people to do, um, I'll ask people to do a little bit of a, a thought exercise where I'll say, think about something that you want to achieve, um, you know, pick a time frame, two years out, three years out, you know, a long-term goal, something, something that feels like it's, it's um, you know, that it's not something you want to do in the next few weeks. Right. So that could be in the in terms of the horizons of focus, that could be something that we call a goal or objective. That's what we call horizon three. So something that you might want to get done in the next, you know, one to two years is the time frame we use there, as you said. And then it could also be a vision thing, right? Three to five years sort of long-term planning thing. And what I'll say is, okay, now think about your email inbox and ask yourself the question, have you had any emails related to that recently? And for most people, they say, well, no, I haven't, right? I, I'm, I'm dealing with other things. I'm fighting fires. I'm dealing with things that are more at sort of project level, whatever. And the result of that is that, you know, if, if they don't have some sort of external reminder about those longer term things they're trying to accomplish, and if they're continually driven by just what's arriving in their worlds, then what that will mean is, you know, that thing that is a five-year goal, let's say, when they you know, consider the question again in two or three years time, what are your five-year goals? That will still be a five-year goal, right? They will not have made much progress toward it. So I think it's um, in, in our world where the world is coming at us so fast, where the technologies are evolving to allow us to be reminded at, you know, all times of day and night about various things that are happening. Um, I think that the need for this model for, again, for, for people who are who are not content simply to be, you know, just kind of driven by their email inbox. You know, some people do say that. They say, hey, I'm, I had someone say this to me in a seminar one time. I'm very happy to be driven by my email inbox. That's absolutely fine. As I see it, that's my job. I do email. <laughs> and if that's your attitude, then there's not a lot, you know, then what we're offering here is probably not a lot attractive. But if your goal is that, that these, um, as I say, that these, uh, these longer term things that are important to you, get enough attention in your world, then spending some time with the horizons of focus model, I think can be very beneficial. That's, that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my take. What, what, what do you reckon? That's a really good point. 
you know, it's it's such a good point. And the horizons of focus to me is where getting things done, as you said, gets gets to be about getting the right things done and getting proactive about what you want. Just, I mean, just recognizing that you have desired outcomes, things that you want to be true that aren't true, um, is a revelation for some people who, who relate to their there are various problems in life. This is a problem and I need to figure out what to, you know, I, I need to deal with the problem. And we say, well, what's your desired outcome? And they go, oh, oh, I could have a desired outcome. But again, that's reactive. That's reactive to a problem or a situation that's come in a sense to you. And as you say, you know, there's a lot of things, hopes, dreams, goals, ideas that we have that just acknowledging them and starting to review them regularly changes, in my experience, the orientation of your brain toward that topic. You start to see things differently. You start to experience things differently in relation to that as a stated goal, as opposed to an unconscious goal. So very, very powerful model, Um, you know, maybe a bit of a, a bit of an unsung hero of GTD. Um, And something that, that really, um, I think, you know, anyone can can start to do with the right prompt and the right you know um, the right sort of inroad to starting to create these horizons of of focus for themselves when you go to do this Todd I'm curious what is what is your what is your process for getting your own horizons of focus exteriorized where do you where do you how first of all how do you kind of mine that out for yourself and then where do you store it where do you keep it how do you review it what's what's Todd's relationship to horizons of focus yeah it's interesting so um so as we've talked about uh, many times and anyone who's been along to a seminar or has been coached will know that when we when we talk about the bottom levels of the horizons of focus right so if we're talking about calendars and next actions that's where there's a lot of um there's a there, there's more complexity right there's there's more structure there, there are more there are more um, elements, if, if you will, to, this, to the system at that level, right? Um, orientation maps, as David Allen would call them, right? The more, more elements to your system that, that you will be able to interact with in order that you're reminded helpfully about things, right? Or where you, you know to find things. Um, and one of the other interesting things about the horizons of focus model is that it, as we make our way up, generally speaking, the complexity, the need for complexity goes way down. Right. So, so at the, at the top level, right, at, at what we call horizon five or purpose and principles, um, you know, most people just need a bullet list, right, of, I don't know, half a dozen, maybe 10, whatever the right number is for you, um, uh, elements at that level. So, so to answer your question, you know, uh, down at the bottom levels, uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, my system is, is broadly based around um, around uh, Microsoft technologies and, and the Mac and Apple platform, um, I do use some other uh, bits around the edges. But you know, it's Outlook, it's 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 Microsoft To Do, um, uh, and and it's Mac based with with uh, sort of the the, the tablets and and, uh, and and an iPhone. But um, but as you know, as I as I make my way up, it's really interesting. Uh, at some point, you know, for a while, I had everything in the same system, right? So I had within the task list in Outlook or these days in Microsoft To Do, I'd actually have a separate category or a separate folder where I kept my higher horizons. And what I recognized over time was that I, I really didn't need it to be in the rest of my system. So these days, I literally just have those higher horizons, you know, from horizon three all the way up to, to, to five. They're all just in, um, uh, they're all just in, in, in document form. 
literally just in document form. And I store them. One of the things that I realized many years ago was that I quite like, because the lists are quite short, I quite like using very large fonts. So I have them, I, I print them out. I have them, you know, with me most, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in paper form so that I can look at them uh, from time to time. Anyway, you can absolutely use other technologies and other people have other preferences, but I just thought, let's just keep this really simple and let's make it, uh, as long as I know where to find it, that's really the key. And the only thing I've left out there uh, is Horizon 2, which is we call what we call um, uh, the areas of focus and, and responsibility. And, and that for me is kept in a mind map, in a digital mind map format, which, which works for a lot of people. Um, because it gives you the ability, you know, the, the, the nature of that, uh, of that level of the horizons of focus is that it's quite helpful to be able to think organically about, you know, kind of the highest level uh, uh, of your uh, focus and, uh, sorry, your areas of focus of accountability. Um, highest level in the sense of, for example, you know, family relationships, let's say, right? And then if I'm using a mind map, what that allows me to do is then dig into that a little bit, okay? So maybe then I would have as, as sub areas of focus and accountability, um, you know, the individual members of my family, right? Just as a reminder, as I'm looking at that inventory of, um, you know, how are these people doing? Are they getting from me what they need? Am I getting from them what I need, right? That sort of, that sort of thing. So, so there you go. In a, in a very big and ragged nutshell, that's kind of what it looks like in my, in my system. How, how about for you? And, and what do you think, you know, for someone who's new to this, what do you think you'd be recommending by way of, of you know, kicking the tires and getting started? Yeah, yeah. So mine's very similar. It's effectively document-based, and the areas of focus uh, started as a mind map. And as you know, any basically any spider diagram can be collapsed from 2D to 1D just by doing indented lists. So effectively, it's the same kind of thing. Top-level heading, as you said, like family, and then individual sort of key key family members or uh, family responsibilities or or whatever nested under that so a very similar format um you know when people say i want to i want to do some work on the areas of focus uh usually we really like to go bottom up or i like to go bottom up when i'm coaching people for capacity reasons <laughs> meaning that um you know if you really start um you know charting out this grand grand vision for yourself, but you don't have the operational capability to really be on top of what's already coming at you, what you've essentially already initiated and created and, and have going in your world. More of that, you know, more of those those big impossible dreams um, are going to feel a little impossible or potentially overwhelming to the extent that your kind of creativity and your ability to really get into that and go with that and engage with that may automatically be a bit a bit backed off um, just because you're kind of dealing with or coping with the inbox. So once you feel like you've crawled your way out of your inbox a bit, once you have um, you know a reasonable project list and a next action for every one of those, uh, another place to start to look would be to start just marching up the chain in a linear fashion to the areas of focus. Um, here, you're really just looking at a brainstorm, you know, like I said, health, family. And if you have any kind of job description or, you know, any uh, sense of what your job is um, that would be described using verbs like maintain, ensure, support, those kind of ongoing verbs about, you know, this is a, an engine that needs to be kept running and clean and et cetera. 
those are the kinds of areas of focus that would show up uh, professionally, actually, as well as personally. So that's one approach is very, you know, linear bottom up. But I've also come across people who just intuitively go, you know, I really need to, I just really need to get in touch with my values. I just really need to do that work and let some of my values start to pull me and start to align me, um, you know, with some of the, you know, I need to, I need to close some projects. I want to do that based on whether or not these projects really line up with my values and my sense of purpose. By all means, jump up to the top and, and spell some of that stuff out, right? So it doesn't have to be absolutely linear, and you don't have to be fully underway with a completely operationalized and habituated GTD system to gain benefit from the horizons. But do be aware that the more that the lower horizons are really solid, really working for you, uh, the more that this, this awareness of the higher horizons will have somewhere to go. Right. When you identify an area of focus and go, oh my gosh, that area is off track, you can get it onto a project list comfortably rather than go, okay, that's on a project list, but my project list is incomplete and I feel uncomfortable about that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been my kind of general general coaching. Again, it's not a hard and fast that you got to go bottom up because sometimes I just recommend people trust their intuition. Like if they go, wow, that area really seems interesting to me and I feel like I could get some benefit there. Run with that. You know you better than I do, frankly. You know, you've, you've been living with you every day. Um, and, you know, so that's that's kind of broadly at least where I recommend people start. Um, what about you? In terms of once they do want to engage into a particular area, what, what do you generally recommend or what do you see work for people to kind of get them kick-started or prompted or to give them an entry point into thinking about some of these different areas? Yeah, I, I think generally I'd, I'd go with what you said there. I think <clears throat> what I would maybe add just by way of um, a refinement that I've seen is helpful uh, with some people is that, especially when it's coming to, when it comes to the, um, the, the outcomes that are higher, right? So what we call horizons three and four, your goals, goals and objectives at horizon three and your vision at, at horizon four. What I find is quite helpful when people are specifically looking at those two horizons is that they just do a brainstorm about the, the framing question I quite often use is just, what do you want to have happen longer term? Okay, and they don't, I, because some people get a little bit too focused on, okay, is this a year after next thing? Or is that a four year thing? Or is that a, you know, what, what's the time frame, right? And I think what I encourage people to do is just focus first on what you want. It feels like it's longer term, and then we'll come back to it, and we'll do a little bit of, of parsing of that so that we can figure out what belongs, as it were, in which bucket. And once you've got it in the right bucket, of course, that, that brings them the benefit that you can um, you can understand what the, the incremental steps are, let's say, at the goal level that'll get you up to the, to the vision level, right? So what do I need to get done in 2023, right, that will get me, you know, to something that, that I want to achieve by 2026? But... Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing I, I, that's come to mind for me that I think is really important, and this is something that's evolved in my own practice recently. Um, you know, when we talk about outcomes, quite often, I think we use, we use language like, uh, the, we use the language of achievement or attainment or acquisition. We say, I want to, you know, own something. I want to, I want to um, get the new job. I want to, you know, I want to achieve, you know, uh, uh, a better time in, in um, you know, in, in my, my chosen sport, you know, whatever it is. 
And, and all of that, of course, is very valuable. But one of the things that I found in my own system recently, which I find very powerful, is to be open to the possibility that your outcome is to be experiencing things differently, right? I want to experience things in a different way. And that, for me, has been really, really revolutionary in my own system, right? I've still got lots of outcomes in there that look more like, yeah, you know, have one of these, right? <laughs> Achieve one of those. But this whole idea of being able to say my day-to-day -day experience of something has changed, right? That has proven to be, as I say, that was proven to be very, very powerful. And especially at these higher horizons, that might be something that you, you know, that might be something that you could explore. Um, you know, you want to experience your relationship with somebody in a different way, right? That could be, for example, a way to, a way to frame that. So Robert, I am really surprised, but this is, we, we've almost reached the end of our time. Any, any final um, tips or tricks or anything that I just said that, that uh, triggered some thoughts in you, you think might be valuable for folks? I think that's great. You know, this time has flown by. So obviously there's, there may be more to un, unpack here. Um, but I just, I, you know, hearing, hearing you talk about the, the experience uh, kind of leads me to some of the deeper bits of the horizons. So for those of you that, that want to really engage with this in a way that, that could inspire you, um, you know, going up the horizon model, one of the ways that you can do that is by, is by asking why, but not, not why as in how come, but more why in the sense of, you know, what's underneath that. And in a way, talking about um, the experience rather than just the, the tangible thing that symbolizes that experience, right? You know, I want an experience of freedom. And so I want to buy this really cool new bicycle. Uh, it's like, well, there's a lot of ways to experience kind of that, that wind in your hair experience, even if you can't afford the new bicycle yet, right? Um, and the whole model is kind of structured that way to some extent to, to where, you know, it's very easy to take a single next action and by going, well, what's under that? What's the reason for that? What's driving that? What's the purpose behind that to get way, way up, you know, right, right into, you know, kind of a raison d'etre, your, your kind of sense of purpose in, in life, right all the way up to purpose and values from, from a single next action. So to me, one of the, one of the great powers of the model is that you can start to uncover deeper and more inspirational purposes if that's more of what you need by going up the model with the why. And you can also get granular and make sure that that stuff's actually happening rather than just being some kind of pipe dream by asking how, what, what, what would be true, you know, five years from now if I was really experiencing, you know, total sense of freedom in my work and life. You know, what would be true two to three years from now about that? What are the ongoing things I might need to support meanwhile to build up to that? What, what are projects for this year that could start to lead me toward this amazing, you know, 10-year goal or whatever it is? So it lets you break it down when you're dreaming big but not doing anything about it. It lets you get in touch with inspiration when you're down doing something and not quite sure why you're doing it. Um, and to me, that's that's just you know something incredibly powerful because wherever you find yourself and kind of whatever you need in that moment, um, there's there's a way to go up and down the model to sort of get that for yourself. What do you think? How did we do? Did we we covered some ground, and boy, I just feel like there's even more ground that we that we could cover. Well, I, I guess I just finish with the idea that um, I, I'll just. Um, 
echo something that you said earlier. Uh, it, it, one of the things to be aware of, I think, especially around the, these, these higher horizons that as you work with them is that this is not for the faint of heart, right? You will come, you will come face to face with some really interesting and maybe challenging thoughts about what's important to you, but do you really want to achieve? It might involve conversations with other people in many cases, right? Especially as you go higher up the horizons. Um, if you're talking about three to five year goals, well, you know, maybe you want to be involving your your friends, your family, your colleagues, you know, wh whoever whoever's a, a sort of a part of some of those larger goals. Um, we haven't even touched on, and back to your point about, you know, the, there might be more here, haven't even touched on how this model can be used at team and organizational level, which we have also had a lot of experience of over the years, right? But that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um, well, listen, Robert, thank you. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this. I, uh, I've, 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 as usual, I've come away with some new thoughts about how I can refine my own practice. Um, so thank you for everything that, uh, that you've shared and thank you all for being here. Uh, as always, we are very keen to hear from you. If uh, this topic has resonated with you, if it's inspired in you, any other thoughts about anything else that we could be uh, talking about in this podcast series that would be helpful, please do let us know. Um, as usual, please subscribe, and uh, and uh, if you're interested in getting more of these, um, you'll you'll then be notified on a regular basis if you click the little bell that there's more coming. Um, and until then, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.